0: Hello again, Tom Walker, Masssack Unit One. Today is Friday, August the 20th, 2021. And we just wanted to provide a brief update um, after our first week of school here. And once again, I'm joined by our superintendent, Jason Hayes.
1: Thanks, Tom. And we just wanted to uh, kind of reiterate uh, we had our first week uh, and we'd already done this on social media, but we would like to thank all of our students and our parents and especially our staff for making this a successful week. This was our first full week of school going eight to three since March of 2020. March, what was it, 16th, 17th, somewhere around in there?
0: Yeah, 19th
1: maybe? It, I, I get it mixed up now.
0: But. Yeah, is was any, anything before that. Uh, that was our last full week of school, so it's it's been a, about a year and a half.
1: Yes, yeah, about a year and a half. This is the first time our students have been able to come in and have somewhat of a normal day. In fact, we had several students tell our, uh, our staff that it felt like normal school only with masks. So um, we are doing and taking other precautions and doing some extra steps. But for the most part, we're having normal school, 8 to 3, including lunch. Uh, the mask mandate is still there. And uh, we should probably talk about that a little bit, too. I forgot to mention that on our topics.
0: Yeah, we uh, did get a little bit more information on that in regards to the governor's um, order. Uh, did you want to elaborate on
1: yeah, and I, again, this is all confusing, so uh, if anything is incorrect, I apologize. But what we were, we were informed yesterday that what actually has happened is the governor's uh, executive order does not run out of uh, tomorrow, as I originally thought. Uh, it's actually his disaster proclamation. I think I'm saying that right. So in order for the governor to uh, issue executive orders like he has, such as the mask mandate, he has to have a disaster order that enables him and gives him the power to issue executive orders and put restrictions on people for safety so the disaster proclamation was issued july 23rd i believe and i believe it's set to run out 30 days later which would actually be sunday the 22nd so i think everybody's saying that it officially runs out on saturday the 21st and so we're waiting to see what happens if if for some reason uh, the governor, and of course, he's going to reissue it. But if for some reason he didn't reissue the disaster proclamation, then I believe the executive orders would cease because they have they're they're tied to the disaster proclamation. Am I saying that right? I
0: believe so. I'm not 100% either, but that's my base understanding as well. That and I and that and there's a reason why it has to be renewed every 30 days.
1: Right. Um, it, it, that's the length of the right. disaster pro and, and the executive order. So. What everyone expects him to do is uh, they expect Governor Fritzker to reissue that disaster proclamation of either today or tomorrow. I haven't seen anything today. I've been trying to pay attention. I have, And he may not have publicized it. I don't know. It may have been issued today and we missed it. But uh, that's, uh, that's what we expect him to do is reissue that disaster proclamation. And then he's either going to do one of two things. Either let the mask mandate, the executive order for masks, stand. A little longer because there's a 30-day window there, and I believe it was issued on August the 3rd, maybe or somewhere around in there, mm-hmm. uh, which would put it to basically the end of August. Or uh, he could reissue the mask mandate to start over and reset, uh, so it would last 30 days from today or tomorrow, whenever that happens. Um, and that's what a lot of people are speculating he'll do. I, I do not know uh, if for some reason he lifts the mask mandate, then obviously we'll be back and we'll we'll address that. Um, and and Monday morning. But for now, uh, we're just waiting to see what happens.
0: Um, Moving on, though, uh, again, I'd I'd also like to say, you know, we're really grateful and thankful for a a great first week. Um, But moving on, the uh, staff and student data that we have um, in in regards to our our current COVID numbers, I think would be a a good topic to hit here. So do you want to kind of talk about kind of our yeah, that's, of our numbers here.
1: Let's start with our COVID dashboard. Uh, we have been updating the COVID dashboard pretty much daily. I've been trying to stay on top of that uh, and now on the dashboard now I have uh, reinserted the chart that has uh, student and staff exclusions because I feel like that's something our parents uh, need to know and, and if they would like to know they can just click on that slideshow and it'll be the last slide on there. Uh, but for right now I just checked today's um, uh, IDPH table and the data released today is actually from eight seventeen or August 17th, which was Tuesday, because they're always a few days behind. But it stayed, for the region, it stayed the same, 10.4 positivity. So it did not go up anymore. Uh, and then for Massac County itself, um, for the August 17th release, it went up one percentage point to 12.2. So we were at 11.2, and we've been hovering in between 12 and 11 since of august the 11th on the idph website uh, i have not um, i do not have the uh, southern seven data they always release their data at towards the end of the day maybe four thirty, five 35 o'clock but we'll try to update that on the website and then of course there won't be any data released saturday and sunday so whenever monday comes out um, that's always um, uh, saturday sunday and monday's data so that's always take that with a grain of salt it's always three days in there
0: right yeah that the uh, the data there has always been that way, um, ever since they really started you know doing this. Um, so you know that it is what it is, and, and hopefully, like I said, it's it's kind of plateaued a little bit, and hopefully we're 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 getting to that point. But again, we just kind of have to kind of go day by day and see how this how this goes. Yeah,
1: so we're going to keep an eye on it, and if you do go to our COVID dashboard, the, like I said, the last couple slides on there are about students and staff. Uh, Within mass Unit 1 and we have the exclusions there and right now it's been a little tough uh, This week, but it hasn't been as bad as what it could have been Uh, so we have a total of uh, 53 I think uh, student exclusions right now some of those are set to uh, Come off the exclusion list this uh, weekend and we have three staff members excluded Uh, currently we have 10 positive students that we know about and one uh, staff that is positive uh, that are included in those exclusions. Uh, So it really hasn't uh, been terrible. We've been averaging eight to 10 exclusions a day, uh, and that's over the whole district, which is over 1,800 uh, students and another couple hundred staff. So over out of 2,000 people, we've been averaging eight to 10 exclusions a day, uh, and the time length varies on some of those exclusions. And so far, we don't know of any active cases that were acquired from exposure at school. These are all home exposures or outside of school. Uh, but we're still following the uh, the Southern Seven Health Department's quarantine orders and uh, trying to do our part to keep all of our students safe.
0: And in terms of these exclusions, this kind of goes into a nice uh, segue into uh, the testing and then the test-to-stay program that we kind of have upcoming um, with, uh, you know, the, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D you know program that we're trying to work with here uh do you want to kind of talk on those
1: yeah i think uh, we should probably uh just kind of um go into the shield program over 70 percent of our parents said they were interested in the test to stay program if it was available and so we have signed up for the shield test to stay program uh, and we have the ability to start doing that within the next couple of weeks however there's one there's one hiccup Uh, The closest lab for the S.H.I.E.L.D. program is in Springfield, Illinois, and that's a problem because every sample that we collect from students or staff or whomever has to be driven to Springfield uh, quickly because it's a 24-hour turnaround, and so uh, we're working to try to get a lab closer to us uh, because that's just really not very um, handy for us to to send samples uh, potentially every other day or so up to Springfield, Uh, but we're going to try to get that going. And in lieu of the lab, uh, we do have, we found out today, uh, and it's been, I guess they've been doing this for a little while, Walgreens will test. uh, They have three different tests, so you have to make sure you get the PCR test. But the PCR test is used for the test to stay according to the Department of Health and you can get a free PCR test at Walgreens in Metropolis. You have to go online and schedule it, and if you're getting tested, they don't want you to come into the store for obvious reasons, so you have, I guess you have to call whenever your scheduled time is, maybe if you arrive. I'm assuming it's kinda like picking up food or something. I don't know, but uh, they come out and give you the test, at the at the car i believe and then they send it off and it's supposed to be back within 24 to 48 hours so if you're interested in the test to stay um your principal your building principal can explain it more but there there is a free option at walgreens Uh, now there currently is not a free option at the southern seven health department for for whatever reason they are not participating in the test to stay program that the illinois department of public health uh has told us we could do so i'm not sure what that's all about but uh they can get a free test at walgreens uh,
0: was there anything else did you want to talk about here wrap us up
1: you know i just uh, had a, a lot of positive comments from students i know there's a lot of parents out there that were upset with the masks they're still probably upset with the masks and i get it uh, it's it's not the the best situation that we wanted to bring our kids back in uh, for but uh, it seems like having school and being in school having lunch having recess is good for our kids and it's kind of nice to see kids being kids again uh, they're not wearing masks on the playground at recess uh, they're playing um, you know i know they're still trying to space out and things but at the same time it's nice to see kids being kids so we appreciate everybody that send their kids back we're going to continue working through this we'll keep an eye on what the governor does if anything uh, today or tomorrow and then we'll try to keep you updated monday Uh, But for now, we've had a very successful week, and it's thanks to our students, our parents, and our staff. They really made this work, and we really, a big thank you to all of them.
0: Yep, I concur. Thank you, everyone, and have a great weekend.